Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Beef jerky ceiling, that's where I like to sit. I'm on the beef jerky ceiling because that's where it's it. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Ideas. Sketch ideas. Sketch ideas. Sketch ideas. I'm Alistair George William Tromley Birchall. And I'm Andy. Yes. And we are here today to speak to you about the... What's the opposite of speaking about the Lord? It's not, and I don't mean the devil. No, because that's within no. the Lord's world. Probably. Yeah. What about? <laughs> I mean, door to door nihilists. That's already an idea, right, mm. Alistair? It is, Andy. You know, they're knocking on the door there, right? They got their little. They look a bit like Mormons, but they're not Mormons. They're Lessmans, if anything. They are there to tell you, uh, tell you, tell you about the. And the emptiness of existence. <laughs> Have you heard about the emptiness of existence? Oh, <laughs> oh it's big. It's all around us. Um, we have some uh, some pamphlets. If you'd like to take a look at those, you open up the pamphlets. Every page, Alistair? Blank. Oh. I mean, you know, it's really easy to sell emptiness because you can just show mm. that outside of outside of Earth there's almost nothing. Yeah, so they Although, just show up. They come. They've got a. They've, they've got an enormous <laughs> mirror telescope, uh, a compound telescope. And they come, there, they, come around at they night. wheel it up. <laughs> well, they got to come around in the day, but then they hang out all all afternoon until mm. the sun goes down, so that oh, they can it, point it at the sky. This this is actually reminds me of my really unsuccessful time as a door to door night knife salesman. <laughs> You know, you I mean, it makes sense. You... When do people need knives? Not during the day. Knives no. are a dinner thing. That's right. You're right. cooking up, and so and you want to show them straight out before they shut the door on you. So exactly. You, I mean, they open the door and, and you get your foot in the door, and then you flick this knife out <laughs> and you put that in the door as well, so that they they see it immediately. You shove you go, it through the gap. <laughs> say, give me your money, and I'll give you this knife. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, though, they won't open the door. That's when you've got to creep around and you've got to pop up outside the kitchen window. Yeah, and that's, that's a perfect right. time, right? Because they're, they're probably in there using their blunt knives, feeling exactly. very frustrated. And They'd so love you to can see show it. it put, use a stabbing motion to show it at work. <laughs> exactly, you know? yes. Um, but you know what? I found that after a while, um, mm. there was too many doors and windows being closed on me. So I just decided to walk up to people on the street. You know, and that was the other way to do it. 
because they can't shut the air. That's that's one of the uh, that's one of our sayings that we have in the street knife salesman business. Yeah, I've got a knife. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, if somebody was looking for one late at night, that was the mm. that's the perfect. That's the perfect opening line. If they're looking for one mm. when they're about to cut onions or something like that, but all they got is a spoon. I remember once I was selling knives in LA on the street, and yeah. I tried to sell a knife to an Australian gentleman in an interesting hat. Mm, but yes. it turned out he already had a knife, and so no transaction took place. And he actually didn't even think that I had a knife, which was interesting. <laughs> And I said, no, a... you, I think you'll find this is a knife. Mm. <laughs> did we, we did that, uh, did, I mean, it probably already existed on the internet, but did we come up with that on the Discord? The, a picture of a crocodile dundee, or just a knife, and it mm. says, that's not a knife? Was it a this crocodile This is not dundee? a, yeah. pip. And we, ceci n'est pas Ceci n'est pas un knife. Ceci, uh, this is a knife. Ceci est un knife. <laughs> ouais. Look. Um, um, Alistair, I think these are two great ideas already. Door-to-door meaninglessness salesmen. Yes, right? or nihilists. Me- nihilists. Meaninglessness salesmen. Mm. <laughs> right. that, doesn't that flow off the tongue? Oh, I mean, the doesn't idea... That just, it doesn't just roll off the tongue. It squirts out of the mouth. That one, Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're rolling it off the tongue with your mm. with probably with your 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 lips pursed real tight. Mm. And yes. and the force of gravity on this what mu- what must be a very heavy <laughs> word, object phrase. word uh then kind of oh, the fact that it rolls and then kind of takes a liquid form almost like mm. a particle liquid you know particle wave kind of duality. Yes, yes. The particle rolls, obviously. And then the, <laughs> the wave is a water liquid wave. <laughs> and then it squirts out through the mouth. It's the um it's the roll squirt duality of uh terminology. Well, when you said selling meaninglessness, it did make me think mm. the idea that you could go door to door as a religious person and just sell them Christianity, but like you know, you expect money for, in return. For, Forty nine ninety nine, <laughs> you sign up. You're a Christian. Yeah, you know that is like interesting. That. And then, but nothing else. Not no more. No more to pray. Oh, very good, Alistair. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, full on. You get full access to, um, <laughs> you know, heaven and all that, and um, mm. you know, uh, you know all the things. You know, you've got. Um, you know, you've pretty. You're given it. It's like a. You go. It's like you know. You get a hell immunity, and yes. uh, but and you get into you get into heaven or your money back. <laughs> you can get into heaven or you can get into your money back, Alistair. I'm sorry, I said that. Um, no, it's okay. Everything I you've mean... said is great. No more to pray. Perfect. Right. I mean that that is uh, that is the dream, isn't it? Like a subscription-based religion, yeah. where they just take the money out of your bank account. You achieve um, 
spiritual like you no longer have to feel spiritual anxiety um yeah. you don't have to think about any of that stuff do you ever and you think don't, about meaning well yeah, you do don't you ever, have to th- ever think about the yeah. point of existence not anymore yeah, I because mean, I think the just the, the beauty of like then not actually having to think about whether or not it's happening, mm. you know, whether or not it's real mm. and things like that. You've figured that out. And that's once like that, mm. you know how like some of the big telecommunications companies, they often have, you know, big prices and a lot of rules, but they do mm. allow third party companies to sell their product at a reduced rate. Mm. You know, there's that kind of thing. So I think the idea that you could get a third party distributor of christianity who can do it for you you know you don't have to do all the stuff you don't have to take the eucharist you don't have Mm. to drink the wine you don't have to go to the sunday thing you know it's it's, it's a one-off payment (laughs) well no i don't think i don't think you want one-off i think you want to oh maybe you do maybe you do because then you get the drive away no more to pay yeah Uh, no more to pray no more to pray that thing um yeah but imagine driving away from your own house he comes to your house (laughs) You know, drive away, no more to pray. And he goes, so I once you once we do this transaction, I can just drive away from my house. Um, but, and I, I mean, presumably I'll drive away. Me, oh, yeah. the salesperson. Yeah. Oh, yes. If you could take me to the train station, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> drive me away, no more to pay. That's where I come to the door as a salesperson, <laughs> and you chase me down the street with a hockey stick. <laughs> Yeah. And I am driven away like no the snakes out of Ireland. Were they? Are there really no snakes in Ireland? I mean, it doesn't seem like a country that would have had that many snakes, anyways. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's what you got to do if you're a Saint Patrick. If you're, if you're trying to start out in the Saint Patricking business, yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to you want to pick yourself a country that doesn't have a lot of snakes to begin with. Maybe I mean, just I, maybe they just have one snake, and then you drove the snake out of Ireland. Yeah, well, I mean, he might have brought the snake. <laughs> oh, that's I don't want idea. I don't want to dampen your, your your this guy's sainthood. But what what is the what is the coldest climate with the most snakes? Because I don't think they're a cold climate creature. <laughs> I mean, they don't yeah. they don't have any internal body warmth. Mm, they're an endotherm, yeah. exotherm. They're exothermic. Exo- I never know. I never know when it comes to a, you know, a liquid or an animal or whatever. It's like, cause sometimes they're like, oh, you go endotherm and you go, oh, that means on the outside. No, no, that means on the inside. So then I don't know. Fuck. You see exactly. I'm doing it again. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. You endo. don't know your endo from your exo. <gasps> That'd be a great name for a couple of twins, endo and exo. couple of. Yeah. Really Andy. good. Especially if one of them had all these organs on the outside. Yes. Oh. I think I had a friend who maybe had a kid who's... They're identical kid. twins, but one of them has all these organs on the outside. <laughs> They're completely identical, but one's inside out. <laughs> <laughs> we call them endo and exo. We thought it was cute. We thought it was cute. Yeah. No, they are ad- identical, like though. <laughs> How do you but know then, they're identical? <laughs> but then your problem is not telling the twins apart, but telling the names apart. Right, because we're back to that situation. Oh. That it's easy to tell them apart, but you don't know which name goes with which because I can't, I can never remember which one's endo and which one's exo, and hyper and hypo. Yeah, no, hyper. I feel like I remember. I feel like that's always above, right? Mm, hyper. 
Yeah. Hyperglycemic. So. You got too much sugar. You got too much glycemic. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Hypoglycemic. You're under. You got too little sugar. Have a jelly bean. But I think most of the time when people say hypothermia, yeah, right, you say it in such a way that you can't hypothermia. Hypo? Hypo? Yeah, I hyper? actually don't know. You're right. But is that mm. too much Too much thermia? And maybe thermia originally means cold. <laughs> no, I can't do it, Andy. I can't do this it. This is good. Um, this is good chat. Alistair, have uh, we written anything down? I just need to press you on this question. What, Andy? What are you saying? Oh, I just tried to write down twins. Um, mm. Okay, wait. Endo and exo. <laughs> <laughs> the identical twins were twins. one. Has all the out. organs on the outside. I, mean, I think that they're. I think they're a neat. I mean, that feels like they would get straight in to the Guinness Book of Records. Oh sure, I mean, <laughs> but that, that's the thing about the Guinness Book of World Records, mm. right? Is that it's got to be the most something, right? And what's I the know. the most category for that one? Like I, I feel like the Guinness Book of World Records, if if they if they had if they could get away with it, yeah, it would be called "Look at all these weirdos," right? Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. wouldn't be people who got the most whatever. It, it would be that all these people just look weird. Like it's an attempt. People just want the freak show element, but mm. they've could got we to package start it a in book. such a way. Could mm. we start a book that is "Look at all these weirdos"? I think in this day and age, Alistair, you can't do that anymore. No, but what if it's all self-submitted? I think even then you might struggle. Look at all these weirdos. Look at all these self-identified weirdos. (laughs) We think they're normal. (laughs) To me, I don't see weirdness. (laughs) So I'm just going on there. I'm, I'm just trusting them. I'm trusting them. They just mm. they just looked normal to me. <laughs> it's a guy who's trying to find a way to like to do a book yeah. <laughs> that is about. Yeah, I think that's that, funny. <laughs> well, these twins, one of them's got all their organs on the outside. I don't know. I can't tell you. Couldn't tell you which one. I don't see that kind of thing. I don't see organs on the outside. No, that's right. <laughs> um. I mean, I just have I, to take them at well, their word that one I of don't them even does know have where, that. I don't even know where, where organs no, normally are. I, <laughs> I have no comprehension of reality. I, <laughs> I don't understand anything. Nothing has meaning to me. <laughs> Would you like to buy a pamphlet? I was raised in one of those scientific experiments where they kept me in a in a black a darkened room and fed me with a robotic arm right and then I emerged into the light unable to draw connections between images and meaning mm. and now I publish this book <laughs> <laughs> I never move beyond the part where you see yourself as separate from your mother. <laughs> I never was able to sep- was... separate co- uh, separate images or words or sounds. Everything is one I can't to me. Distinguish. Yes, that's right. I say these but... words, but I do not know what they mean. <laughs> but I was able to get a job in publishing. 
Um, uh, I don't know what that is. Anyway, Alistair. Uh, Andy, it's all written down. You don't even need to it's know. It's all written down. I don't need to know. Andy, we've never written down this many. We've never had five sketch ideas in 15 minutes. Good God. Maybe on the 400th episode we did. I feel like, yeah, maybe maybe the 400th episode. And also, I feel like the first episode was over in about half an hour. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. Gosh. Got a lovely compliment on the Discord recently that... uh, that somebody had re-listened to some early episodes of the podcast yeah. and thought that we were consistent throughout the entire run of the podcast. That is a lovely compliment. Unless that is you nice. expect people to get better at something after doing it for 13 years. <laughs> I know, but I still, you know, look, I think even the fact that they didn't say you get tremendously worse, Andy, I think that that's a great... I think under the conditions that we're working mm. under now, yes, I think that means that's that true. there has been some improvement. Mm, we're, uh, we're, we're able to do more with less, and by less I mean energy and, and will brain to go capacity. On. Yeah. Yes. Um, Time, do you think that, energy. Do you think that there's a difference between? Did we discuss this on this podcast? But the difference between will to live and desire to die. Mm. Did I talk to you about this on here? But, um, you know, no, once no you, I haven't heard about that, Alistair, but that sounds well, just good to me. Well, no, just because, you know, people talk about, well, they lost the will to live, right? But that doesn't mean that you've lost the... Um, or you've gained you, you, the Yeah, desire you've gained the desire to die, right? Because, mm. I mean, that takes a huge amount of... Like, that's a whole other health bar to get through. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a second yeah, health well, that's bar. A new, that's actually learning a new skill. That takes a, a desire. Mm. If, in order to desire something, you yeah. would have to... That's um, inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it would. you would have to see so death as alluring. It sounds like you're a real go-getter. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think, I think that there's a... It's, a, it's like a parabola. It's mm. a little... It's a little... Uh, it's a... Not a trough, but what's, uh, what's that one where you, um, you... You see it kind of in the middle of a wood... You're in the middle of a wood and it goes, it's a ravine. It's a sort ah. of like a death ravine where you, sure, you lose the will to live, but then you're down in the bottom of the ravine. But to get to get out there, you either have to gain the will to live again or gain, mm. be inspired, mm. be passionate enough to develop the desire to die. Which has to, it means you have to fight against all those instincts that make you want to not die. Yeah, I mean, it's something, I I read something and it was like, it was quite grim, but quite inspiring in a way. I think yeah. I read somebody, basically the account of watching a loved one pass away after a long illness, right? Yeah. And they were talking about how the body itself is actually incredibly resilient and does everything it can to stay alive. That yeah. like, the body on an on a cellular on an organ all these systems of the body are always fighting to keep functioning yeah. it, like it, i found it really deeply affecting this thing that i read but that you know that you, we think of life as being fragile yeah. but actually the human body is incredibly resilient that's why we live as long as we do it's not a it's not a co- it doesn't happen by chance, not a coincidence. Yeah. It's a I, machine I I, built to stay alive. You see, and that's hopeful. 
And I think, mm. uh, like, I mean, I know somebody who's had a lot of sadness, a lot of deep, deep sadness. And I think even they've d- d- mentioned at some point that it's actually really difficult to also even try to to make a body stop working. So, you know, it's very difficult. <laughs> and I'm so glad that we came to such a happy place in the podcast. <laughs> but there's got to be a Sorry. sketch idea. No, 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 no. no. I, I mean, like I took I us there. Andy, yeah, okay. Andy, I started talking about <laughs> losing the will to live. I'm <laughs> not getting the day of desire. And then I'm like, ah, yes. Andy, no, but genuinely, like, I also get, I get inspiration just from knowing, like, I watched a video where, like, the lady, a lady was describing that. I was trying to find it. I was going to put it in the funniest things article. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> where, where she talks about that. You know, she would just describe it as and how the breathing happens and things like that, but basically describe it as just going to sleep. It's not mm-hmm. that dif- different. And I find it actually very comforting to know that it's very similar. It can be very similar to a process that you go through every single day. Mm. You know, so it's like it's not yeah. something to fear in that way. The only part that you fear is that you don't want to. <laughs> You Alistair's know? a. We should we should make it a, a formal announcement. Alistair's, he's now a journalist. He's a Guardian journalist. I'm, or I'm, would you call yourself a columnist? I'm more of a. I mean, yeah, I'm more of a columnist, I think. And mm. uh, and so uh, yeah, I'm I'm hopefully going to have one of those ten funniest things on the Guardian. But I also yeah. have appeared on a podcast. Can I can I promote that while we're here? I think we sure. ended the episode a couple of minutes ago when we realized we had had five <laughs> sketch ideas, and then we just were like, "Let's talk about death now." <laughs> um, this is what happened. Um, no, the the podcast that I ap- appear, appeared on um, is called "You Can't Blame Gravity for Falling in Love," and I did it right before leaving um, Australia, and I did it with Marin and um, Marin May, and. It was very fun, and it's all about like having crushes and stuff. <laughs> oh, it does sound fun. Yeah, it was a fun podcast. It wasn't like this. This is serious. This is a sort of like you know end of life kind of podcast that we run here. But over there, that's about some of the joys that happen during <laughs> life. You know, you know, this is the working through. This is a kind of working through grief kind of podcast that we have here. <laughs> but but you know that one it reminded you about the thing the times where things were still fresh and fun and things like that. Mm. Oh, I I I think you should switch over and listen to that right now. So that's been released, has it? It has now been released. It's even being promoted on Instagram as of today. Little crush man. You're a crush yeah. guy. Yeah. Do you, do you when when do you think is the last time you had a crush, Andy? Well, probably my beloved, my <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. But that yeah, was what I said as well. I got on there and I said, "Yep, yep, my beloved." And she said, "All right, well, should we wrap it up?" And I said, "Yep, that's it." Came here to say that. Anyway, I love her. No one else, nothing else has ever entered my mind. <laughs> but and you know, that's when you that's when you you lock in. Absolutely. Right? Hmm. It's a, I mean, it's I think it's nice. Here's a great thing about having having a beloved is that it can be a thing where it's like suddenly you go, oh, searching and even being interested in people. This is not even something I need to even think about mm. anymore. I'm going to turn right? that part of my brain off. I'm out of the crush zone and now I'm into the squeeze zone. My main squeeze. I t- I'm, I'm, uh, 
So it's like it's like a loosening of a grip, right? Do you, think you, cru- do you think you loosen from a crush to a squeeze? Well, I think yeah, a crush is, seems like a harder a harder grip. Maybe <laughs> you it's because you're more do. desperate. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And everybody tends to relax a little bit, you know, once, they, mm. once they're in a long-term relationship. Exactly. And so then I guess at some point... so much more. That's right. And then eventually I, I imagine it becomes... She becomes your, your light grasp. <laughs> My... That's when... What? That's when you're like, that's when you're really, 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 really in love and been together for a mm. long time. Well, and then if you love something, let them go. So that's when they, she, she flops out of your grasp like a, mm, what would it be? Um, like a fish? Oh, what about like a handful of torn up pieces of paper? Like a, like a torn up receipt in the wind. Yes. That's in your love. Hand. So you let her, you let her go, and then because then that's all about just being your. You, you each kind of are living lives side by side. Mm. You know, it's not about just. It's not just about doing things entirely together. It's about just supporting each other's lives, and then coming back and reporting back to each other. Yes, and then you get to the point where you just see each other in the street, and you barely acknowledge one another's existence. That's right. You just nod, just a little nod. Yes, ah, because, yes. Because at this point, you're both living in the street. Uh, yeah, possibly. Alistair, do we yeah. have any words from a listener? Should we go to words for a listener? Is it? It's it's only been twenty four minutes, but I guess I guess we shouldn't we shouldn't drag the audience on. Why fight it, Andy? Fight we it? do have words from a listener. These words come from twenty twenty two. I found them in my email. Mm. They're from they're from Stu Mac. Um, mm-hmm. Remember last time we saw Stu when he was in Australia? Oh yes, face I was in Australia. Face, face, to face. You know, Andy. Really, out of that, out of that original trio, you're the only one still in Australia. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yes. Um, the old. I stayed guy. here. Yeah, that you know, we've all gone scared. on to bigger, bigger things. You know. Mm. Um. Putting my foot in some snow. Um, Stu's probably putting his his foot in some bog, either in the UK or in Northern Ireland. Hmm. Do they have bogs in North 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 America? Do they? Do they oh, I was going to say, do they have any bog-based sports? But of course, there is bog s- swimming, isn't there? Is there? Isn't it interesting that whatever kind of ground you've got, you find a way to do a sport with it. And I think the bog would have been one of the hardest to come up with something. You know, the snow and the obviously the dry land that we have over here, both easy. But you need to work hard to come up with any bog-based sports. There should be a bog Olympics. And maybe, the, indeed, maybe there is. The bog Olympics. The bog Olympics. No, not bog Olympics. Bog the bog Olympics. The bog Olympics. The bog Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked it up. I typed in bog Olympic and it, came, told, it told me. Friday, twenty sixth of July, twenty twenty four. That's when it starts. Um, what are you talking about? The bog there Olympics. There is a bog Olympic. No, really. It's it's actually just when the Olympics start. But yeah, all right. Um, did you mean Olympics? No. No, I didn't. I meant bog Olympic. Do you think I would have <laughs> spelt spelt it bog Olympic if that's what I meant? Olympic. <laughs> It's amazing how close the word Olympic is to Azempic. Mm. Do you think that they've got similar roots? Well, they both have a slimming effect. That's true. 
Oh, do you think maybe that's what it is? Maybe that's the impic means to uh, to lose interest in food due to I don't know, Andy. Fuck it. I'm just gonna write down the word bog olympic. <laughs> I know it's nothing, but <sighs> I mean, I'm sure we have at some point in the history of this podcast proposed a uh, Olympics entirely on um, non-Newtonian fluids, but I'm just putting that <sighs> out there again. Yeah. Did you see that they were? They were somebody was proposing doing the uh, the roided the roided Olympics, you know, like somebody, you know, mm. that's the thing. Is this is what we learn, Andy? Is that if comedians joke about an idea for long enough, mm-hmm. some some finance bro will propose it as an actual thing that should be done. Yeah, but that I mean, is that even like a comedian joking thing? I like that's a like drunk stoned seventeen year old level idea. It's um, just. Yeah, what's the Very Irish comedian's name? Irish comedian... Tommy Tiernan. Did, Tommy Tiernan had a thing it. about that. I mean, I think lots of comedians have talked about that. Sure, I'm sure you're right. But I mean, sure but it is one of those ideas that has been around for so long and that finally some guy's like, yeah, we could do it. I think it's because roids are big now. Because in the mainstream with the, you know, the, the, the Rogan rat pack, the Rogan pack. Um, the liver king. The liver king, you know. They're, taking roids is kind of become a, a normal thing. Take you know a little bit of um, finally, a little bit of like uh, testosterone. Andy, do you think that that's a form? Like, this is something I was thinking about because I was like, I shouldn't talk about trans issues because I'm the, one of the least trans people in the world. Like, I'm not even like one of those like half trans people that are like a guy that think that they should be more of a guy. Like. You know, like they're like, yeah. in, like you know, it's like to like to be a man who thinks that you've got mm. there's an idea of a man that you should be. That's that's a sort of a, a same kind of trans issue, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, like absolutely. feeling like you need to become like big and you've muscly. You've got a kind of gender gender dysphoria there. Mm, yeah. Or, I don't know. Maybe gender it's dysphoria like, is not a, even a, an appropriate term to use. It's an inner. It's an inner gender one. Like it's within the the within your own mm. gender. I think that this mm-hmm. is a. Yeah, well, it, if it's a spectrum, you you still want to move along the spectrum. Yeah, it's like you're moving even further away from being a woman. You feel yourself being too womanly. <laughs> yes, I think that's genuinely like what it is. They're like, no, yeah. no, no, I feel I'm like a. They almost mm. feel like they're like um, a man in the body of a woman, <laughs> mm. Mm. and so they have to like make their body more manly in order to get out of it. Yeah. Anyway. Um now Andy Stu, I don't know if you know this, Stu is a listener and he sent in three words in twenty twenty two. And those three words Stu, that's what I call it. And that's what I used to refer to it all that year. <laughs> um and uh you know I mean I the thing is is that I refer to them all as like that twenty twenty stree twenty twenty four straw 2025, 20, 20, 6, 7. And then <laughs> I take a break. Then it's just 2028 for me. And then 29. <laughs> and then, oh then 2020, 30. <laughs> <laughs> After we come up with five sketch ideas, I mean, this is, this is a very interesting pit time for the podcast this- to have hit the five sketch ideas so early. And, and then, they're just to talk pure like bullshit, 
bullshit. This is what happened, Andy, in the 400th episode. This is like that thing of not taking your foot off the pedal, right? Yeah. Like in, in the 400th episode, when we hit 300, this is what happened. <laughs> we, we relaxed like this. We were like, well, we're so close We've to We've only the got 100 sketch ideas to go. To come up with, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so Stu... Um, and 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 I and I am fearful of saying his last name because he told me I said it wrong last time. Even though I started saying it in a way that he had spelt it out for me on Twitter or something like that. And then and now I don't know how it's said anymore. But it it used to be Stuart McCone. That's mm. how it used to be McCone. But it's it's you know these days these things shift so fast, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, Stu, he's not even in Australia anymore. He's not McCone anymore, you know. Mm. He's got three words. I'm not even sure if it is three words. Oh, Stu, you know, it could be four words now with Stu. Okay, I'm, I'm done being a boomer about it. Um, <laughs> Andy, do you want to guess what the first word is? Um, okay, the first word, so this is 2022, obviously a different time. Different time, um, very different time. What kind time. of words were we Stu. using a lot in 2022? Probably the, is it the? Oh, it it would you you could easily confuse this as a the, um, but it's mm. plot. Plot. Yeah. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Thickener. Plot thickener. Plot thickener? No, Andy. Unfortunately, um, not even any of the letters. Um, It's of... Plot of. Yeah. All right. So I reckon he's playing on the that phrase, plot of land. So I'm going to say oh, plot of gland. Plot of gland. Gland. Oh, that's a very... Word. You know, it definitely starts with the same letter. But then his second letter is an R, and you went for an L, which I think is very racist. <laughs> 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 um and then your th- sec- third letter was an A, and, a, and then his is an E, which I think is okay. fine, racially speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have any problem with that. And then you went for an N, and his he went for an M. So you were really close there. You kind of were back on again. G-R-E-M. Grim. Plot of Grim. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, you went gland, so then he went L, and then you went D. So, and so that that's they're pretty far away. But yeah, you but they chose, are both you chose used to, in the Roman numeral system. Okay, well that's fine in that in that context. But then you chose to end your word, whereas he went on for three more letters. <laughs> yeah, he had still had I, a wind in his sails. Yeah, <laughs> I N S. 
And so he mm. went for Gremlins. Plot of Gremlins. I mean, that's mm. a really, really great three words. It really expands the th- what the three words is possible, and what they what it's capable of doing. I think as yeah. a form, the three word system. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Plot of Gremlins. Yeah. By the way, Alastair, uh, mm. I think that what we are slowly inventing with yeah. this. Uh, <laughs> The way that you reveal the words to me is a kind of fucked wordle, I'm going to call it, right? Where instead of telling me exactly what letters I've got right, well, you kind of tell me that, you give me that information, what letters I've got right, but then sometimes you'll give me extra clues about about the letters, like, oh, it's kind of a similar letter, or it's close to that letter in the alphabet, or, Mm. you know, I think... I think sort oh, of yeah, a different clues fucked like wordle where the clues. <laughs> I don't know. There's something there. Yeah, there's yeah. Something there. Yeah, where you could really you could give them hints. You could give them hints, and you could say, "Okay, well, this is, it's it's mm. within, an, you know, like they they sh- they share a chemical name." Yes, you know, then... let's call it absurdal. We're going to make this website called Absurdal, and like the it. clues for each letter are going to be. Yeah. They're going to be individualized, so we're going to have to be there responding in real time to the millions of people who are doing this all over the world. Yeah. And giving them... And we refuse to do this with AI. Oh, yeah, no, of course not. It has to be no, bespoke. No. I wonder if you could do it with paint, with a painting, and you've got to try to do the first brush, you know, the first paint stroke, you know, and then you go like that, and it goes... Ugh. Like that, and you go, ah, oh, maybe <laughs> down here, flick, like that, horizontal. <laughs> oh, so, shit. hang on, it's a famous, so it's a famous painting that exists. I guess so, And yeah. you're trying to guess the painting, stroke by stroke. By, you do yeah, your stroke. first brush stroke, yeah. and it tells you <laughs> whether or not you've got the color of the paint correct, or whether yeah. or not you've got it in the right location. Yeah, well, you have to get all of it right to get it right. Yeah. But, I mean, each stroke, it presumably responds to, gives you some kind of feedback on the stroke. Mm. I think this is a really, really good idea. Thank you. Um, Now, what about plot of gremlins? So, um, Plot of gremlins. Yeah. Yeah, Now, have you seen the movie Gremlins? Not that I remember. No, but I, I people, have not seen it either. I know people love Gremlins 2 and they think it's a great satire, I think. Mm, you know? Do they? I think so. I think they think it's a good satire. Some I people said it it's a great satirizes. Um, Gremlins 1? <laughs> I mean, you're probably right. <laughs> Could be. You're probably right. I mean, oh, it'd be great in coming up with a sequel that mocks the first one. I think the, I'm sure that's been done. Right, like that. There are only a few different um, sort of ways that you can reinterpret something for a sequel, and sometimes it doesn't um, doesn't lend itself in a narrative sense to being followed on um, chronologically or anything like that. But I think a um, a piss takequel a piss a piss a Um, uh, I mean, it would. Oh gosh, it would plot of gremlins. Okay, what do you know about gremlins? There's something about you can't let them get wet. Right? Yeah, if they get wet, maybe they come alive. 
something about feeding them after midnight or something. I think they multiply, don't they? I think they. I think that's mm, what happens. Do. Like you just get more gremlins, and then there are like evil gremlins, and um, some you know maybe they go real bad and crazy. Yeah. Um, after a certain time, or if you treat you, you mistreat them in some way. Oh, but it's but it's um but what we've got, it's a yes. it's they're all they're all sort of capitalists and uh, like investment bankers and things like that, right? And you gotta not do something to them, or else they they gain humanity, right? Wow. Like you can't you can't let them take like MDMA or something like that, or else they start <laughs> feeling too empathetic towards people, and they lose they lose their edge. It's like <laughs> it's like gremlins, yeah. though. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, they uh, let's we'd see. have to watch gremlins he- to see how how it's managers and. Uh, that, so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. They're sort of already evil. Yeah. And I mean, it 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 it, it makes me want to do you know a, a version of a movie like The Suicide Squad, right? And you know, so you have The Suicide Squad, and they're baddies, right? But for whatever reason, they have to do something that's good for humanity. I think that's sort of the plot of The yeah, Suicide right. Squad. They're all, all their motivations and their behaviour is messed up and weird and wrong, but then they've got to do something good for people. And maybe I'm describing a movie that's been made a million times, but you can imagine something where you get a bunch of, you know, truly evil capitalists, right? Just the worst self-interested uh, finance bros or whatever. Because that's kind of their superpower, right? Mm. Their they, their ability to ignore the humanity of individuals, of the people who they're exploiting for their own personal gain, and then, I mean, and and you know that is a superpower that allows them to thrive and do things other people would never be able to do, right? They can't leap tall buildings in a single bound, but they can demolish heritage listed buildings in mm. a uh, single um, a development proposal. The thing is, is that and a lot of these people actually do do lots of charity stuff and mm, so that's true. and so the it it somehow can allow them to be like mm. to sort of cover over the fact that they do so much bad. Mm. By just being like, but look at these, look at these little like blind kids whose eyes we fixed. And you go, yeah. And you go, what are you doing? And you go, well, I haven't done that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and the government wasn't doing this. The hospitals weren't doing this. Yes, because you don't pay any tax, so the government has no money, and mm. you systematically campaign against <laughs> any any uh, government that would do such a thing. Ah. <laughs> you got me, but I will continue. Um, Andy, right. should we? I guess. I mean, Stu, Stu, is that okay? I mean, mostly. Look, I think twenty twenty three was the best bit of this whole uh, plot of Gremlins. <laughs> mm. In twenty twenty, Stu. But this plot is why you don't. I mean, leave... it's kind. Is it kind of about? Is it a metaphor for parenting? Do you think? Mm, the plot of Gremlins, that like, I don't know, if I you raise your children 
badly if you do certain um because you know they're, they're these little guys who are sort of harmless but if you do the wrong thing to them in there that you mistreat them then they end up all messed up kind of like children could be, right could be about harmless little guys Ooh. do the wrong thing suddenly they're all messed up i don't know <laughs> yeah it could be that indy i wonder so if you it's can... gremlins right yeah. but with children with infants don't yeah. get them wet after midnight. I mean, that's probably good advice for an infant. <laughs> I, I wonder if, like, you know, like, like they've kind of basically decided and realized that corporal punishment is bad for kids. Mm. I wonder if there was, like, a certain amount. Like, if you, back in the day, if they would spank mm. kids and stuff like that, and they were like, okay, well, that didn't help. But then people must thought, I just got to cross a certain threshold. Yes. And then they'll come good point. again. Yeah, it's uh, well, the ten thousand hours of spanking you them. Sp- spanked them enough <laughs> or well enough, because you could assume that maybe at the beginning you're not good at spanking. Yeah, you're not spanking it. them hard enough, or you're spanking them slightly spanking too them hard. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah. Maybe there's a there was like a like what if there was a point? Some they find a point in the buttock, some area over on the, on the butt oh, cheek. The, I don't want to say the G spot of spanking, but <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> But but that's probably it. Like it's the it's the E spot for education, mm. or discipline. Mm. The D spot for discipline. The D spot. Yes. Very yeah. good. And and then you find out that there was a spot that actually triggers uh, good learning. Yes. <laughs> Corrects you know, and their go, behavior instantly. Mm. And they go, oh, turns but out. But you still do have to hit it. Really hard. Yeah. Mm. Quite hard. Um. And. And so then, then they go. Well, turns out spankings back in, and then oh, people <laughs> they found they found the D spot of spanking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's really interesting. That it, and it really works. It really works. It the results are worked. phenomenal. We've but, done testing, and it and it tr- it. It vastly outperforms any other educational. Yeah, and then they start uh, in, they start integrating it into into universities and stuff like that, and then so your lecturer oh. has to spank all the <laughs> all the students like that while he's teaching. Yeah, and they all like they get perfect recall to everything they saw That's in that incredible. class. So like at the end, mm. everybody lines up and they go, they pull down their pants, and then he. Gives them a good spank, but he's wearing like a glove so that it's sanitary, and then he pulls off a glove. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, maybe he's not even spanking. You know, maybe the hand is too big an object to be able to hit the spot accurately, and it has to be done. You know, there'd probably be some sort of template that he has to place over the butt, and then there's just a little opening that shows you where the where the. But the, it's, uh, it's 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 with the, the, the right spankable sure spot sure. Is. But I think I think it still has to happen with the hand. I think there's something mm. about it's like there's there's human to human connection in there. It's Could it be one co- of those little toy plastic hands? Definitely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be a full on spanking. Mm. <laughs> okay. And sometimes you got to say the words while you're spanking him. E equals M C squared. <laughs> That kind of thing as well. There'd oh, be like, good. There'd be like right, t- tutorial, like one-on-one tutors who have to come and they just read through the full textbook with you. Mm, However much you can handle. Before your eyes. Yeah. 
and it, the more everything that is said whilst being spanked isn't gets full recall. Two in the think tank. Four fifteen. Door to door nihilists. <laughs> I'm gonna take us to the sketch ideas. Nighttime door to door knife salesman. Selling Christianity nineteen ninety nine. No more to pray. Okay, I won't do the rest like that, but you get it. That's what if you were seeing a yeah. tutor about about um all the uh two in the think tank episodes. Mm. Um then we have uh Endo and Exo, the identical twins where where one is inside out. <laughs> How do you tell guys. them apart? How <laughs> do you tell them apart? Um, then we've got the uh, Look at All the Self-Identified Weirdos uh, mm. book that was released to take advantage of that um, weirdo yeah, magnet, but from a guy who claims to not see weirdness. Then we've got the Bog Olympics. Um, then we've got, but that was after 15 minutes of absolute bullshit talking. <laughs> then we got Gremlins, but it's investment bankers, but you can't get them either like on MDMA or something else because they gain mm. too much humanity. They become too good. Mm. And then yes. we've got the, they found the D spot of spanking. That's the <laughs> discipline spot. And I think that's a really great sketch idea, Andy. It's a good place to end. Yeah. So let's go into the music. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody. People, um, Gustav and Henry, online store. We've started making sales. Holy moly. If you go there, get yourself direct from the from the um, the oh. illustrator's mouth. Still warm. Uh, mm-hmm. Still warm right. from Andy's Andy's pen scratchings and from Pete's pen scratchings. Pen scratchings. Uh, yes. And also, you can of course find me on the "You Can't Blame Gravity for Falling in Love" podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, look it up. Marin is great. Uh, it was very fun to do. There's a little bit of video on 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 the Instagram, but it's just a, you know, like a 30 second clip of me talking about the universe. <laughs> Did you appear in a gamey, gamey game via satellite from your basement? Mm, no, I haven't not. Oh yes, I, I did. Uh, I did appear because there was a question from a, from one of our listeners who also listens to gamey, gamey game. And they asked if they're going to get Alistair back. Um, onto the show uh, bring me back from Canada but uh, they they claim that I came here willingly uh, and so and you can see a video that is proof of that at the end of the either most recent or second most recent episode great it was a very funny image I believe Maddie Weeks is on Um, if you're looking for who the people on it are Um, yeah so I guess that's it Andy I think we better wrap this up it's been a great episode I've had a lot of fun me too. And, and we, we love, love you. you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.